It's figuring out what works well for both of you because that is something that one person just can't get their way on. You can't win in this one. You both have to feel like you're winning at the end of it. I'm Amy. And I'm Abby. And as women, we are constantly comparing ourselves to others. But your life isn't supposed to look like hers. Being your best self means standing firm in your decisions and always being willing to grow with a purpose. We get vulnerable and real with an honest look into the challenges and triumphs we all face. Every woman listening gets the opportunity to choose what life looks like for herself. All right, so if you're listening to this in real time, it is the week of Labor Day, which we know can be tricky to listen to podcasts all the time. Yeah. You might be with family, you might be with friends, you might have a shortened week. So we are going to have this one be lighthearted, a little bit shorter, and we are answering questions that came in from you guys over on Instagram. So we asked this just a couple of weeks ago, and some really fun questions came in. Amy and I were going through them. We're like, this is, I actually want to know this about you. <laughs> so we have not jotted down any notes. We don't even know each other's answers. And I'm really, really excited to get into this one. So the first question, I'm going to start off hot. Amy, what is your big, biggest pet peeve that you have about me? This one's pretty easy to come <laughs> up with. <laughs> it's like Abby, her whole thing is like these to-do lists that run her life. So she's just like always on me to like check these boxes. And it's very much the opposite of my personality. And then it comes into other areas, though. Like if I have a, a big idea of something that I want to do in the future for the podcast, it's automatically met with like a task list of everything it would <laughs> How do we make this happen? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, could you just like like let the idea just like <laughs> marinate and just say, that's a good idea <laughs> before? Because her mind automatically goes to like, how could we actually make it happen? And that's so necessary. Like we need that mind. I just wish sometimes she could turn it off for like five minutes. <laughs> 20 seconds even. Okay, good. Something I can work on here. Words of affirmation coming, at, coming in hot right from the start. Um, when I think about my biggest pet peeve with you, I have to actually preface this with my biggest pet peeve with you is also a reason that we have more fluidity and more creativity in this, but it's the last minute changes. We'll write an entire episode, have it all set and ready, and then we'll sit down at the mics and Amy will be like, I'm not you know what? This. I don't think this one isn't good. This one isn't going to be good. Let's push this one up. Instead, let's talk about this. And then in real time, we'll make this change with, for those of you who've been listening for a while and know my personality, it, that, is, that is not easy for me to make those last minute changes. However, I have to say that some of the really good ideas and some of the best episodes have come from making that last minute pivot. And it wouldn't have happened if we would have stuck to the same plan. Yeah. I think it is, I think it is a flaw of mine that I do that all the time. <laughs> I don't, because I don't mind last minute changes and I do understand it could impact those around me in a different way. It doesn't hit for Drew. He doesn't, he doesn't appreciate Drew it. Drew and I have those side <laughs> conversations often of, okay, okay, we're going to get through this. This is Amy. We love Amy for all the things that Amy is and... That one's hard. That one's hard to get over. <laughs> okay, the next one that came in was strategies to be off of your phone more. 
when I think about this as the to-do list person, I know that some people want like, these are the five things you need to implement today in order to be off your phone less. And it can be like that. Like you actually need to write down things in order to remember to do that. That's totally like, that's actually something that you could do. I also want to say though, that sometimes it's just about the habit of it. It's just about the habit. So for instance, do you always check your phone when you park? Like I do that. Like I would check my phone always when I parked. It was the first thing that I would do. Instead, I just keep it in my bag and I walk inside. So that's like one less thing that I'm doing, one less time that I'm on my phone. And if it takes 20 more minutes to respond to that text message or get back to that email, it's usually okay. Yeah. Also just like physically not having my phone with me, I think is probably the biggest thing. So just leaving it places, leaving it in my bag. Um, At night, my phone is always on airplane mode. So from like 9 p.m. until 6.30 or whenever I wake up and start my day, my phone's on airplane mode and I am not reachable from the world. And just having it on airplane mode is just like my my trigger to say, it's a good trigger to say, you are off, you are not on. If I wake up in the middle of the night, I'm not going to my phone, I'm not checking things. And those are the things I think that have helped me the most. Yeah, it's different for everyone. I mean, some people really like to look at their screen time or set mm-hmm. limits on you can go into Instagram and set a limit for how much it allows you to be on and then it just tells you hey you've hit your max for me it's completely more by feeling so a lot of times at night I'll put my phone on the charger and just leave it inside and I just told Abby I'm like we go outside and there's moments where the boys are doing the cutest thing in the world or like it would be a great picture, but I'm like, it matters more that you are here and this is for you and for Drew and for us as a family and it's not for everyone else. So leaving my phone inside is huge. Abby and I also were talking about how I, I'm really good at being in the moment. So like when we were at the Bucks playoff game or if I'm out on the boat with friends, I am on my phone way less mm-hmm. than anyone else. Mm-hmm. And that could shock people because I'm like an Instagrammer. Yeah, yeah. But I love to be in the moment, especially when it's a moment where I'm like, I know I want to remember this forever and I don't want to remember it through a phone. I want to like be here. So those times where you're somewhere and you're like, you know what, this is a really special moment. Like for me, that's a cue, like leave your phone in your back pocket. It's there if you really do want to grab a couple pictures. I also, like if I'm at a family weekend, I'll just use the camera feature. So I don't go into Instagram. I don't post in real time because I do feel like that pulls you out of the, out of what you're doing more. Whereas if I just snap a couple pictures and leave them on my camera roll to use them later or to to see them later, that really helps me. Mm -hmm. So I think it's just about like really feeling, do I feel like I'm on my phone too much? Like, is this like a positive part of this moment right now or is it a distracting and negative part? And then once you start doing it, you're like, oh my gosh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Once you start to notice it and start to sink into that moment, you're like, oh, this actually feels really good to just be here instead of exactly what you said, Amy, looking at life through your camera, like looking at life through, the, through your camera, through your phone. Um, there's also things you can like on Sundays, 
I don't know if everyone's phones on Sundays, but maybe it's just something that I set up a long time ago. It automatically shows the screen time. So it pops yeah. up and it shows how long I was on social media, how long I was on Voxer, how long I was yeah. on, um, how, how many times you opened your phone. So there's different settings that you can set that way. Just like do like a check-in if you like to have that check-in. If you felt like, you know what, I, I definitely feel, feel a little technology out right now and you can see it. Because sometimes people don't have that intuitive feeling, Amy, like you have. If you just want to look back at it and say, okay, this was a week that was a lot more technology focused. This week, I'm going to focus on doing a little less. Yeah. It looks different for everyone. I mean, I work on my phone. Like yeah. Instagram's my job at all three accounts. So it's mm-hmm. like I don't really judge myself hard with the screen time. I just say like, how am I feeling? A huge one, and Abby and I both feel the same way, is at night with our husbands, it's like I put, I do put my phone to the side and I really want to focus on Drew because we have such limited time as a couple Mm -hmm. that the time we do have, I definitely don't want to be on our phones in our bed. Right. Right. A quick break from our sponsor, Flamingo. I love Flamingo razors. I have been using them long before they were a sponsor of the podcast. I remember the first Flamingo I ever used I was at a nice spa weekend with Drew and I used it for the first time and I was like, I love this razor. It was so smooth. So when Abby said they reached out and they wanted to be a sponsor for this podcast, it was an easy yes. It's really nice because Flamingo has a subscription, so it can come right to your door and their refill cartridges are less than $2, which is way cheaper than the ones that I've used in the past. They also have wax kits, ingrown hair spot treatments, and shaving gels. So in your shipment, you can try some of their other products. So are you guys ready for the smoothest summer ever? You can take the quiz at shopflamingo.com slash herself to discover your custom hair removal routine. And you'll save an extra 10% off your first order when you subscribe using code herself at checkout. That's shopflamingo.com slash herself with promo code herself. Okay, next question. Amy, dream guest to have on the podcast. There are so many people that I dream of having, but I don't think my answer has changed on this one. It's Brene Brown. It's Glennon Doyle. It's Abby Wambach. I mean, there's so many women that are doing incredible things. Those are the ones that just come to mind right away. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And those ones are awesome. I would add Nedra to that list. Yeah. Like she would be amazing to have on. These authors, they just bring so much value. Like I think about the authors and what they're able to say. And even if they don't have a PhD or a background in something specific, just how they speak through their words on the pages and then how they could speak on the podcast because we've heard them on other podcasts. Yeah. So it's like, come to us, guys. Come over here. Yeah. Authors are incredible people to interview. Because I think they're just, they're, they've been entrenched in their work. To write a book is something that takes a lot of time. So I feel like they're just so seasoned on their topics. Mm-hmm. So we should reach out to a few more. Yeah. <laughs> Let's reach out to a few more. Start letting us know, you guys, who you want to hear. So if you're on Instagram, send us some DMs of the podcast guests, especially the authors that you want to have on. Um, we'll try to reach out to them. Another question that came in. Oh, I, I like this one a lot. So... Because we're both working moms, Amy, do we have any type of complex with missing milestones while the kids are at daycare? 
You know, when I was a first-time mom, I definitely felt this way. So I want to be sensitive to the people that are first-time moms or that this is a big worry for them. I understand that. The further I've gotten into motherhood, the more that I've understood you're going to have those special moments with your children. You know, you really, really are. If you are worried about this, I would have a conversation with your daycare and say, I've heard a ton of moms doing this. Just say, hey, if he walks for the first time, just don't tell me. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. I just don't want to know because I want it to be my first time. I was telling Gabby, I'm like, I think my daycare would literally forget to tell me if a big mile. There's just, it's a center. There's There's kids. Yeah, there's a lot going on. So I never like really feared this happening. But I do think a big thing about being a working mom is that you just have this complex that you're going to miss things, but I just think you just get, you still get so much of your children and you get so many special moments that that doesn't really come up for me. I love that. I agree with it completely too with April, our daycare provider. She's really, really good about saying, hey, I remember when Lucy was starting to walk and I'm not even sure to this day if Lucy took her first steps at daycare with her or with us, but she said, Lucy's getting really close to walking. Like definitely watch it. Lucy's getting really close to walking. And sure enough, the next day at home, she took her first couple of steps. So it was just something that we got to share that moment. It was special with us. I I could care less if the first steps were over there because we saw them and we knew that those were her first steps with us. No one else was telling us otherwise. So just kind of focusing in on that, um, And also, I mean, our kids are so much right now. Like they're just, they're a lot right now. And having them all weekend, we can do so many things with them on the weekends and in those 5 to 8 p.m. hours at the end of the day. So just making those times intentional, like having those times be intentional. I think it it really does go back to that open and clear communication because I know that some people, like the grandparents, watch the children. So I could see that being an issue. So if you have a fear around missing a milestone, I would be very explicit. You know, I don't want that to come between people and their mother-in-law or their own Mm -hmm, mother and say, mm -hmm. for me, being a working mom is hard. I, I really don't want to know if this baby crawls first here. Please, please respect that. It's really important to me. And then hopefully people would honor that for you. And then right along the lines of parenthood, how do you talk to your <laughs> That's husband? That's a nice transition. <laughs> <laughs> how, how do you talk to your husband about a vasectomy after you're done with having babies? I feel like I've done my part. That was the question that came in. So Amy, how is it, did that question come up? Okay, so after we had Cole, we definitely knew that we were done having babies. So that makes, I feel like that makes the decision a lot easier. And we, the answer was we there. Yes, because as you guys all know, three was a stretch for Drew. And so I knew in my heart, I could not stretch this man anymore. Like he compromised to come to three. So how could I then ask him to compromise even more, then it's not a compromise. It's me getting my way. Right, 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 right. Plus, I didn't even know if I could have another child. I mean, I really feel like we're at full capacity. So anyway, there was not a man more excited to get a vasectomy (laughs) than Drew Kiefer. (laughs) There was no conversation that had to happen. We knew our family was complete. And so for us, it made sense to do like a permanent form of birth control. And he was a willing participant. He was like, I will. Mm -hmm. He had it scheduled 
I remember seeing his like the calendar ding on his phone and I was like, oh my gosh, you're really serious. I mean, he at 10 weeks, Cole was 10 weeks old and Drew was, Cole and I went with him and he got his vasectomy. So Drew was very, very willing to do that. And how was the recovery for Drew? He said the procedure was more painful than people say. And he said the recovery was less painful than people say. So for him, and that's a personal experience. It's like childbirth. Right, 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 right. Obviously easier than childbirth, but it's like everyone has it. I think childbirth is very doable. Other people think it's the worst thing ever. So everyone's pain threshold is completely different. So Drew had a very simple recovery. I mean, it was like we had three kids, so I would say that was the most complicated part, but we really tried to give him time in the basement with his ice. And, you know, two days later, he was fine. Oh, that is pretty quick. Okay, okay. Because I know a lot of men have an issue. They're like, oh my gosh, it's going to hurt so bad. I'm not going to feel like a man afterwards. For us, this is a different conversation than what the Kiefer's had because Colin... Colin wants more kids and he is very verbal about that. It's not just like a funny joke. He actually wants more children and I actually don't want more children. Yeah. So it's something that the we in this isn't one of us getting our way and the other person not getting our way. We have to figure this out together. But his big thing is it isn't about it being painful or about the recovery, which I know for some men it is. That's a very, very big part of it. For him, it's Abby, this is so permanent. Like a vasectomy is so permanent because it means that not only can we not have any more children, but I can't have any more children. I always am like, hey, what if what what happens if I die? What happens yeah. if something like that? Like it's just something that it, it's life. It could actually happen. Yeah. Um. So his big thing is is it's just so permanent that I will never be able to have children again, and that is still something that's on his heart. Yeah. Yeah. So when we have these conversations, it's just a matter of like the pros and cons. I mean, I I get a little bit listy. He. He gets a little bit like pushbacky on, okay, what about this? What about this? What about this? And we still haven't come to a conclusion, you guys, but I am not going on a hormonal birth control in the near future. I've been off it for seven years and I feel like a million bucks. And he at this time isn't interested in a vasectomy. So we're just figuring it out. I feel like a lot of people are in your position and we, Drew and I did have the same conversations. He was so sure about it, but I was like, babe, what if I die and then you marry a younger woman and she still wants to have kids? Like, that would be very hard for her. And he's like, like, Drew Kiefer does not want any more kids. (laughs) With you or anybody. (laughs) No one, no one's going to talk him into it. So he felt very comfortable. Like, he knows that that chapter is closed. He wants no more seeds sown by anyone. So he was very comfortable with it. But it's a complex issue. I don't think Mm -hmm. there's one easy answer. No, no. And it's going to be a conversation. It might be an ongoing conversation, but it's figuring out what works well for both of you because that is something that one person just can't get their way on. You can't win in this one. You both have to feel like you're winning at the end of it. And another break. This has been a fun episode. So this is also another fun brand that we have partnered with. I hadn't heard of Viore Clothing, but when I saw them come through and I saw how cute they their clothing was, I saw how versatile it was. Also knowing that Amy and I pretty much wear leggings and exercise tops every day of our lives. Just I'm in love with this brand, you guys. So this is a brand that you can wear while you work out. You can wear it while momming at the park. You can wear it to the beach. We wear it to the podcast studio very, very often. And they're just so versatile. So when you think about Viore, think about it as being comfortable, 
versatile, and also so cute. And for our listeners, you can also get 15% off. So if you go to vioriclothing.com backslash herself, you'll get 15% off your order. And all orders over $75 have free shipping. Again, that's Viori, V-U-O-R-I, clothing.com backslash herself. Okay. Last question, Amy. Where would you want to live if it was not Wisconsin? Ooh, I don't even know. It's like I love Madison, Wisconsin so much. We always say that. We just love love (laughs) it. So I'm not going anywhere to be clear. And then when I start thinking of other places, of which I've I've visited a lot of places in the United States. Like we grew up traveling all over the place. So, you know, south, that's too hot for me. I just can't with the heat. Which takes out a lot of areas, I feel like. Well, half the United States. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Um, So I feel like I'm going to go, I don't know, like Northern California Mm -hmm, vibe. mm -hmm. I feel like Seattle rains too much. It's it's pretty rainy. It's pretty pretty dreary. So this is hard for me. If I'm going to land somewhere, I guess it would be like the Pacific Northwest-ish hoping for somewhere that doesn't rain too much. Okay, just that perfect situation. A little bit of ocean, <laughs> yeah. a little bit of mountain, a little bit of hiking. But this is such a hard question because it's like, do I have to factor in how far I'd be from my family? Because I'm <laughs> Don't not going to go that I'm going to Minnesota. If, you know what I mean? Like then I'm, I'll be in Minnesota because I need the help from my in-laws. <laughs> hey, Robin, you want to come with us to Northern <laughs> <Yeah>. Cali? <laughs> Um, I wa- talked through this question with Colin actually a couple of months ago, and I'm like, I would want to live in Hawaii. Like, hands down, I want to live in Hawaii. And he looked at me and smiled, and he goes, you would get so bored with that slow-paced environment. And I had to be like, what? No, I wouldn't. I would love it. The honeymoon was great. We dream of going back there again. And then I just stop and think, like, like Hawaii, you're on an island in the middle of yeah. nowhere. Like, there are isn't a whole lot going on. Yes, it's wonderful for a vacation, but doing that day in, day out, day in, day out, it might get a little bit, a little bit tedious for me. Um, I need, I need mountains. I need lush. I need trees. Like don't give me desert. Don't give me dry. I don't mind heat. Like I'm not like you. I, I don't mind heat, but I definitely need lush and trees. So, so sounds like you're coming with me. I guess I guess so, Amy. <laughs> Herself podcast going to Northern Cali. <laughs> bringing, bringing all of our mother-in-laws. Oh, I like that. Well, this is fun. Yeah. Learned a little bit more about you too. And now I'm going to be working on those pet peeves. <laughs> <laughs>